0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karon Kamwule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, beloved of the Lord God. This episode is titled, Faith to Change Your Situation. That is the kind of faith that will turn around your situation. The kind of faith that will give you a breakthrough. I don't know what challenge you are facing. I don't know how long you have been waiting for a breakthrough. I don't even know what things you have tried to do in the past to get a resolution to the situation you're going through. People have various issues. Some may face a financial issue. Some may face a physical issue, sickness, disease on your body. Other people have marital problems. Other people are challenged by their own children. And other people have challenges at work. You have probably been asking and praying to God to give you a solution or to give you victory over that challenge we're going to read from the word of god and try to find who else or which people faced what challenges in life and what is it that they did about it maybe a challenge has lingered on in your life for too long perhaps you have even thought of giving up on that situation perhaps you have seen a solution and waited and waited and waited and nothing has come through for you perhaps Other people have given you solutions that you have known that these solutions are not godly. And maybe you are about to give up on even life itself. People that commit suicide, they've come to a point where nothing else will resolve their issues. They've elevated or have seen their issues as much more bigger than life itself. I want to encourage you with this episode that there is a way of dealing with the situation you are facing. And we find that in the word of God. We are going to read from the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 to 29 and verse 34. It is a very famous scripture. Um, You have heard about it before, I'm sure of that. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Jesus said to this woman, your faith has made you well. Whose faith? Not Jesus' faith, not the disciples' faith, but the woman, the very person that has struggled and suffered for 12 years, the very person that has been to doctors, the very person that has lost all her money. She had faith and it was her faith that made her well. Now we've got to ask ourselves, what is it about this faith? What is this faith? What are we to do for us to be walking in faith? Can we talk about this faith issue? The general definition of faith will tell you that it is a conviction, something that you firmly believe on, an opinion that you hold true of the truth of anything. So you are convicted, you are convinced of this thing. You know that you know that you know that this thing is true. It is also said it is um, trust. You can trust a person or a thing. You believe that this thing is what is said about it. You believe that this person will do what they said they will do for you. It is believing, it is confidence. Somebody that is confident will do things that may look that they are crazy But it's only because they have confidence either in themselves, in their abilities or in the situation that they are going through. They have something within that says this is the way this is going to be. It is a generic definition of faith. Now let's check what the word of God says about faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you believe in something that you have not seen. You are hoping for something, but hope sits and looks in front, in the horizon, and hope says, perhaps this is what is going to happen in the future. Hope says, I actually wish that I will have money. Hope says, I will have money in the future. Hope says, I will have this and that. But faith is the substance. So whilst hope is sitting and looking in the horizon, faith then becomes the conviction that this thing is going to happen. Faith starts walking towards the future. Faith starts declaring things in the future. Faith starts doing the things that people may think you are crazy in doing that. But faith says this is done. It's a done deal. It has happened before it happens. Because no one hopes for that which they have. No one hopes for something that they can see. Faith is what you cannot see. Faith is the evidence of that which you cannot see. When somebody brings evidence in court, they bring something that the court has not seen before. They bring to the judge evidence, something that the judge has not experienced. The judge was not there, but they convince the judge with the evidence. They bring something and say, your honor, this person is guilty of this crime. And here is the evidence. They are not necessarily recounting this thing, even if there is a video. It's not actually happening at that point in time when the video is being played before the judge. It has happened before. The judge was not there. But they are going to convince the judge with the evidence and say, this is what proves the truth of the matter that we're presenting before the court. So faith is that substance. Faith is that evidence. It is an inner thing that you believe. You are holding true. It is you playing a video inside of yourself. A video that says the thing that I'm hoping for. It has happened. You have not seen it happening in actual fact. But you are believing inside of you. You have the evidence inside of you. You may not have been there yet. Because you are hoping for something that is in the future. You may not have been there. But within you inside of you you already believe that this thing has happened that is faith and the bible says also in hebrew 11 verse 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so you must please god but for you to please god you must believe For you to please God, when God says to you, I am the Lord that heals you, you must please God by believing that he is the Lord that heals you. And this is what moves God. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency by which we get our things from God. Because we are saying to God, I believe you, God. And therefore, this is what I'm expecting of you. Because your word says it, I believe it. God is pleased when we believe him. God is pleased when we believe the things that He says in His word. When a child wants something from their parent and they ask from their parent and the parent says, Yes, I will do it for you, the word, Yes, I will do it, is sufficient for the child. They begin to envision this thing that this thing is happening. If it is something that is going to be done when the parent gets money at the end of the month, the child, right there and there, they believe that this thing is going to happen at the end of the month. Now, a A child, when when they go to the parent and say, can I please have this? And the father or the mother says, yes, I will buy it for you at the end of the month. And the child goes out and tells their friends, I've asked for this from my mother, but uh, I don't think my mother is going to do it for me. If the mother hears that, there's nothing that is going to encourage the mother to do it for their child because the child has already decided in their heart that they don't believe that this thing is going to be done. But if the child goes out and tell their friends, my mother said, he's going to buy me this thing month end. That parent has been joined to their own promise and they're going to go out and do that thing for the child. Now we're going to talk about two things in line with this matter of faith for your turnaround, faith for changing your situation. We're going to read from the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17. It says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. There is a way of getting faith. We want to please God. We need that faith. We want to achieve great things in the name of the Lord. We need that faith. We want God to answer our prayers. We need that faith. Where do we get it? We get it by hearing the word of God. We get it by hearing the word of God. We don't buy faith. We we don't get it anywhere else except hearing the word of God. So the question is, what are you hearing, child of God? What are you hearing? Somebody that says, I am a believer in Christ and does not hear the word of God. How are you going to grow? How are you going to walk in faith? Because you see, the very salvation that we have, the very salvation is by faith. Because you heard somewhere being said that Jesus Christ died for your sins. You've, you have heard it somewhere where it says, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And because you heard that word, you have believed. And because you have believed, you have received that salvation. Faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? You can't be a believer and not read the word of God. Because you will only get faith by hearing the word of God. Are you hearing people that discourage you every single day, child of God? You say, I'm sick. Somebody is already telling you what you need to do. Put your house in order like Isaiah telling Hezekiah. Hezekiah needed to hear the word of God that says, God will heal you. Isaiah said to him, you're going to die. Put your house in order. What are you hearing? Who are you listening to, child of God? When you open the television and start watching, what are you hearing? Are you hearing about the death that is happening here and there? Are you hearing about the economy that is uh, taking a plunge? What are you hearing with your ears? When you're meeting with your friends, what are, you, what are they telling you? Are they telling you that men are dogs, that men are bad, that marriage is an institution that is no longer relevant today, what are you hearing with your ears? Who is speaking to your life? What are they saying? Because you see, the only way you're going to please God is if you get things by faith in God. But then what are you going to get from God if you don't hear what God says concerning your situation? What's your meditation, child of God? What are you meditating on? When you wake up in the morning, what are you meditating on? What is social media telling you when you wake up and you're opening your Facebook or your Twitter? What are you hearing? Because that's important. The thing that you hear is the thing that should bring faith to your life. You can't be facing a big situation, a big challenge, a big problem, and you keep on meditating on that problem. It's not going to help you. Those are the things that bring depression when you keep on meditating on the situation that is challenging you. You're waking up in the morning, you're meditating on how sick you are. You're going to sleep, you're meditating on how sick you are. It's not going to bring any solution to your challenge. Who are you listening to, child of God? Are they people that are speaking to your life, speaking words of life, or are they speaking words that bring death in your life? The word of God tells us of a story of a man called Naaman. We are told that he had leprosy and when he had leprosy in his land, there was no solution for leprosy. But then the word of God tells us he was told that there is a prophet in Israel. Praise God. There is a prophet in Israel. That was sufficient word for this man to get up, ask for permission from the king and go to Israel to go and look for this prophet. And when he got to Israel and found this prophet, The word that he was told, not even by the prophet, he was told, go deep in the river Jordan seven times. That was the word he received. Your healing, Naman, is in the river Jordan. Go there deep seven times. And Naman initially, having heard that word, he initially protested, are there no better waters, better rivers in my hometown? Why am I supposed to dip in the river Jordan? That that river is not as good as the rivers of where I come from. But you see, his healing was on the word. His healing was in the word, And he had to hear that word and go to it. And Naaman eventually dipped himself in that very river seven times. And he was healed of leprosy. Go to that river today in Jordan. Dip yourself seven times. You will not get healing. Because it's not the word that you have been given for your healing praise God. What did this woman hear about Jesus? The word of the Lord God tells us that Jesus Christ would get up and start saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty and recovery of sight, to set people at liberty. This is the word that Jesus Christ was speaking to the people. He opened the book of Isaiah and read from that and declared that this word is fulfilled today in your hearing. Now, this is the kind of words that this woman was hearing. Jesus Christ healed that person. Jesus Christ healed this one. The leprosy people were healed. The blind were able to see. The mute were speaking. The deaf were hearing. The demon possessed were being delivered. This woman heard. That Jesus Christ has come to set liberty to the people that were set captives. She heard this word. And this is the word that got her to believe in the word of the Lord and to believe in Jesus. It is very important that you meditate on that word. Joshua was told by God, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on this word day and night. For Joshua to be able to get the people of Israel into the promised land, he had to meditate on the word of God. What has God said concerning this journey? What has God said concerning the battles we're about to face when we want to take over the land? He had to meditate on that word. What's your meditation? This woman did not probably hear about Jesus once because it is hearing. It is a continuous doing word. Hearing. Over and over again, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Jesus is speaking. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Jesus is speaking. God has anointed me to preach the good gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty. This woman says, I need this liberty. I need to be free. She's hearing this word of God spoken over and over again. What are you hearing? Jesus Christ said in John 6 verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The words I speak to you are spirit and their life. It's not the flesh that gives life, it's the spirit. And the words that I, Jesus, speak to you, they are spirit and their life. So you hear these words about Jesus. You hear these words about God. You begin to believe because the faith that you need for your breakthrough, the faith that you need for your turnaround, the faith that you need for your healing, it will come by you hearing what Jesus Christ said in his word, what God said in his word. Without the word of God, child of God, you will not have faith to receive the things of God because the only currency we have is faith. And the only way we get faith, it is by hearing the word of God. Secondly, now that you have heard, you have heard the word of God. You have searched the scriptures. We have found a word that speaks to your situation. What are you doing about it? You have heard this. God has spoken in your heart. What then are you going to do about it? Because for you to receive salvation after having heard that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that there is forgiveness for your sins, there is something that you did. Because the word of God in Romans chapter 10, it says, believing and confessing. So you believe what you have heard thereafter you've confessed it. So when you have heard about the word of God concerning the situation you're facing, what are you doing about it? Mark chapter 11 verse 22 to 24 says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Praise the name of the living God. Praise the name of Jesus. Whoever says, this word says, whoever opens their mouth and says something, this mountain is before you, child of God. This mountain of debt is before you. This mountain of sickness is before you. This mountain of marital problems is before you. Your children are a mess. It is a mountain before you. What are you saying to that mountain child of God? Because the words that you are speaking are the words that are going to move this mountain. If you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, this mountain will hear your words and this mountain will be moved. But then something else has to happen. You must not doubt in your heart. You cannot say be removed and be cast into the sea and you look at the mountain and say this mountain is too big to move into the sea or the sea is too small to receive the mountain or this mountain is just... um, stubborn is not going to move or this mountain is just going to remain here. You have no doubt in your heart when you speak this words, be removed. This word of God says, when you believe that these things that you say will be done, you will have the things that you say, not what the pastor says, not what the apostle says, not what the prophet is saying, but what you are saying. There is a time and a place and a season for the prophet to speak over your life. There is a time and a place and a season for the apostle to speak for you in your life. There is a time and a season for the pastors to speak unto your life. But there is a time and a season, but there is always a requirement for you to say something for your situation to be changed. Not that you should always be saying, pray for me, pray for me. There are certain things that you must say. Be removed and be cast into the sea. It is not always pray for me, pray for me, give me, give me. But no, speak to that situation, child of God. The word of God says you will have it if you don't doubt and you believe. Whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive these things and you will have them. A simple but very powerful verse of scripture. The things you say, the things that you do not doubt when you have said them, the things that you believe when you have said them. When you ask that thing of God, when you say it, because there's an asking and there's a saying, when you're saying be removed and be cast into the sea, you're not asking, you're telling the mountain to move. But also when you ask God, Father, remove this mountain and you don't doubt, but you believe and you're asking God in prayer. This word tells us that you'll receive the thing that you have asked of God because God is faithful. It is God that seeks his way to fulfill it. It is God that has exalted his word. Thank you, Lord. Your word is exalted. What is the word of God saying? The word of the Lord God is exalted. The word of the Lord God is above your situation. The word of the Lord God is above the situation that you are facing. What is the word of God saying? When you have asked of him, according to his word, because his will is contained in his word. When you have asked him, praise the Lord. The word of the Lord God says, he will do it for you. What did this woman do when she heard about Jesus? The Bible tells us that she said, if I may touch his garment, I will be healed. That's all that she said. If I may touch his garment, I will be healed. She has heard about him. She has heard that the spirit of the Lord God is upon Jesus. So the garment of Jesus, which is covering Jesus has this power. This Jesus has the spirit. Praise the Lord. This woman says, I believe that this Jesus is anointed to set me free. I believe that this Jesus is anointed to heal my broken heart. This Jesus is anointed to set me free. And therefore, because the whole of Jesus includes the clothes that he's wearing, because you cannot approach Jesus and say, take off your clothes. So this woman believes that the clothes, if just attach the hem of the garment, that's what she said, because she believed that there is power in Jesus. She believes that the power would be able to come out of Jesus, Jesus's being and go through the garment of Jesus. And if she touches the garment, she will be healed. And she didn't just say these words and sit at home. She did not sit in a rocking chair and say, if I may touch the garment of Jesus, I will be healed. She got up and went after Jesus. Praise the Lord. She went after the Lord. She said, I'm going to go and touch the garment of Jesus. This garment is sufficient. I don't need Jesus to lay hands on me. I just need his garment. I'm just going to run after Jesus. And once I find this man, I'm going to touch the hem and this hem, this garment when I touch it, I'm going to be healed. She got up and went to Jesus. There were people thronging Jesus. There were people walking with Jesus. There was a crowd. Those people also had their own issues. Those people were there for their own issues, but none of them had said the garment is sufficient for me to just touch and be healed. Praise God. This woman is the only one that went there with a determination that the garment of Jesus is going to be sufficient for my healing. The people thronged and touched and pushed Jesus. The disciples were there around Jesus, but only one woman, the woman that went out in faith and spoke in faith, she said in faith and did not doubt, but believed that if I touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, I will be healed. Hallelujah. She went and touched. Jesus Christ looked about and felt that virtue came out of him And said, who touched me? Praise God. Who touched me? Somebody touched me in a deep place. But it was just a garment. Hallelujah. It was just a garment, child of God. But Jesus Christ felt power coming out of him. Going through the garment into somebody. And this woman got up and said, it is I. It is me. I came. I needed healing. I am the one. I am that woman. She received because she said it. She got up and did it and did not doubt, but believed and she received. And Jesus Christ said, your faith has made you well. Go your way, child of God. Your faith has made you well. Not my faith as Jesus, but your faith, woman of God, your faith, man of God, your faith, child of God has made you well. Praise the Lord. The Bible also tells us about a centurion whose servant was sick. And this centurion sent a word and asked that Jesus Christ come to his house so that he would heal his servant. And as Jesus Christ was on the way, the centurion said, No ways, you will not come to my house. I am also a man under authority. I say to my servant, go, and he goes. I say to my servant, come, and my servant comes. So the words that I speak hold power. I don't have to drag the servant to do the things that I tell him to do. I speak under authority and the servant will do it. And therefore say a word, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say a word, my Lord. I believe that the only word that you say, whatever you say, that word is sufficient to bring healing to my servant. You don't need to come and touch my servant. You don't need to come and fast and pray and touch and pull and shove and do all sorts of gimmicks that sometimes we do in the church. Just say a word. My servant will be healed. I just need a word from you, Lord. I am a man under authority. I just need a word from you. Speak something, say something, Lord. My servant will be healed. That man had great faith, Jesus Christ said. Another one, a Syrophoenician woman. She had a daughter who was demon-possessed. That daughter was at home. The faith of this woman. She actually left the demon-possessed child and ran after Jesus. She didn't carry the child like the people that carried the sick men and, and they used um, the roof, uh, opened the roof and put him down for Jesus Christ to heal him. This woman said, I'm going to leave my child. Child, I'm, I'm just stay here. Stay put. I'm going after Jesus. She ran after him. Son of David, have mercy on me. My child is sick. My child is demon possessed. Have mercy on me. They say, shut up woman. She said, son of David have mercy on me have mercy jesus christ ignores her she says have mercy on me son of david jesus christ says it is not good that i give the food that belongs to the children to the dogs this woman says to jesus even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table you don't need to give me a plate jesus i don't need to sit at your table yes i know i'm not a child in this house Uh, I'm not a master in this house, but master, I believe that the crumbs are sufficient. Just give me the crumbs. I'll be okay. Praise the Lord. And this woman received the crumbs. She went home. She didn't say, Jesus, wait here. I'm going to go check home. I'm going to go check at home if my child is fine. No, 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 no. She believed. She received. She said the crumbs will be sufficient. Even I am a dog. The crumbs will be sufficient. And Jesus Christ released the crumbs and she went home rejoicing. She found her daughter well, healed by Jesus. What's your situation, child of God? What's your situation? What is it that you are facing? Find a word for that situation. There is a word for every situation we face. There is nothing new under the sun. The things you are facing today, they have been faced by people before. They may not have the same technology you have, but they faced situations. People were hungry before. People were sick before. People were blind, deaf, mute. People were crippled before. People were poor before. People's children misbehaved before. People's marriages were in trouble before. Find a word for your situation, child of God. You're saying things are not going well in my life. Go to the word of God. John 10 verse 10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it up more abundantly. So things are not going well in your life. There is abundance in Jesus. He said he has come for this thing. So if he has come that we may have life more abundantly. When he left, he left us with abundance. Find that word. Say, Lord, I believe. I am receiving this abundance right now, Lord. I believe your word. You say, I'm not prospering. My business is down. I am failing in my business. I don't have money. I am poor. I am broke. The creditors are calling me day and night. That John chapter. One verse two says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, not some, but all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Prosper in all things, child of God. So prosperity is not a foreign word in the word of God. Prosperity is there. Prosper, child of God. Don't be ashamed to prosper as a child of God. You're saying, I am cursed. Or these things that are happening in my family for generation to generation. There is certain things that have been plaguing our family for generations to generations. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Praise God. Paul was speaking to the church in Ephesus and we are the church because Paul said, share these letters with the other churches. So, whatever he wrote to the church in Ephesus was also uh, applying to the church in Colossae and was also applicable to the church in Galatia and is applicable to the church today. He says, We are the ones that are blessed. God has blessed us. So, you're saying there's a curse. I see there's a curse. I can notice this pattern. And I hear maybe somebody told me that somebody cursed us because somebody did something evil in our family. But this word says to me today, because I. Say, Father, I say, God, I believe in you. I am yours, Lord Jesus, because I belong to your kingdom. This word says to me, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So the heavens are already having my blessing. If they are not yet manifested in the earth, I say, Lord, manifest your word right here and right now. My blessings are already there. Whatever is there for me in the heavenly places must be made manifest on this earth. So I'm going before you, Father. I am rejecting this curse because a curse word is a spoken thing. is a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing, but it is manifest in the physical. So I'm going to take my blessings in the heavenly places, in the spiritual realm, and they are going to be made manifest in the physical. Praise the name of the Lord. You're saying, I am seeking my body. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Jehovah our God says, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. Exodus 23 verse 26 says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. He starts by saying, I will bless your bread and your water. You're saying I'm sick because of the food that I'm eating. The Lord said, I will bless your food and your water. And I will take away sickness from the midst of you. So I'm sick in my body. Father, you said you'll take away sickness from our midst. You said you are the Lord God that heals me. Heal me, Father. I believe your word. I take your word for it. Kia basha. I take your word for it. Rabakaya yendu. You are Jehovah Rapha. Manifest yourself in my life, God. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 24, which is a repetition of Isaiah chapter 53. It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might leave for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. In Isaiah it says, for he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Peter says, by his stripes you were healed. You were healed already when Isaiah spoke those words. And as I spoke those words before the man, Jesus, was striped on his back for our sins and for our sicknesses and our diseases so that we might live for righteousness and we'll be healed by his stripes. Praise the Lord. So you're sick in your body. Have faith in God. Speak those words with your mouth. By his stripes, I am healed. Praise the Lord. By his stripes, I am healed. You have somebody that is sick in your house? Luke chapter 9, verse 1 says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Praise the Lord. Some will say, No, he sent the 12. If you read the following chapter, which is Luke chapter 10, you'll read that he sent again 70 people. So if you don't fit in the 12, you'll fit in the 70. Somebody will say, no, this was for the 12 disciples. If it was for the 12 disciples, then stop preaching the gospel because this word says he sent them to go and preach. So if you are preaching the kingdom of God, then do the next thing. Heal the sick, praise God. If you are preaching the kingdom of God, receive the power because it's already been given to you and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. So you cannot take one portion out of this whole scripture and run with it and say, I'm preaching the, God, the kingdom of God, but I'm not going to heal the sick. I'm preaching the kingdom of God, but I don't have authority over the demons. I'm preaching the kingdom of God, but I don't have power. How can you preach this kingdom of God when you don't have the other things? Because this is one verse of scripture, verse one and verse two. Go and preach this kingdom of God. You have the authority over the demons and you cure diseases. Your child is sick. Cure them. Pray for them. Pray for them. As much as the sickness that is um, manifesting in their body, pray for them. As much as, because the thing that we don't understand is that demons are stubborn, children of God. They're very stubborn. Jesus Christ spoke to them. And instead of them moving immediately, they started negotiating. Send us to the pigs. They are stubborn. You'll say, come out. You'll say, I'm not going anywhere. Come out. Where do you want me to go? Come out. No, this is my home. So when you have prayed, once and that thing has not moved when you have cast it once and it has not moved cast it again when you have prayed once and the sickness is still there or you have cast the demon out once and it did not go remain there remain resisting remain standing continue casting it out continue praying continue confessing the word continue declaring the word of god over that situation you are not gonna do it once and say i failed Because Jesus Christ has given you the authority. Stand on that authority. Tell that thing to go. Tell it until it hears you. Tell it until it recognizes the authority and the power that is in you. You have received power because Jesus Christ said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria. Get that power and run with it, child of God you have a situation in your life, find a word, have faith in God. Meditate on that word. Don't meditate on the negativity. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Take action. Speak it. Don't just meditate on the word. Speak it. Say a word and my servant will be healed and you'll receive. When you do not doubt, when you believe in your heart, you will receive. The Lord richly bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback and continue to spread the Word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.